Welcome into another episode of Mike Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home in your office could be in Yellowstone. 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome in and happy Friday. I'm sure everybody is just pumped about opening day, the Masters. It feels like, like I've titled this show today, Couch Day 2.0. You got a lot of new teams in action today that weren't in action yesterday in Major League Baseball. You've got another round of golf with the Masters. I will be honest, I haven't watched a second of it this morning, but I'm sure that it's great. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods. I'm going to talk about uh, opening day, some of the new stuff going on in baseball. Uh, Also, a little NFL draft talk. Uh, There's a quarterback whose name I keep seeing being floated around this week. We're going to finally put a cap on our sports movie bracket. Oh, yeah, about that. <laughs> we haven't done that <laughs> yet. It was pointed out to us, and then I put it on the rundown, and we didn't talk about it. And I'll tell you, epic failed by my part because yesterday was like the 30th annual um, anniversary. The 30th anniversary is what I'm trying to say of The Sandlot coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, which like, is one 30th. of the movies that has made our final and I, <laughs> yesterday would have been perfect i fucked up i was couch day kind of overlooked man. it now we got couch day 2.0 i was guy got too excited about opening day it's opening week how do you expect me to work on opening week yesterday was one hell of a day i will say that though it was i, I said right before we hopped on like man it's been a long week maybe it's just yesterday yesterday felt like a long day yeah, maybe that's just me. I don't know. It was a good thing. Like I'm not. My Monday, I already have complained about. It was incredibly long. It was, yes, that was for you. Worked more hours than I'm used to. Yesterday was a really good day, but it did feel it was a lot of work yesterday, which is nice because work for me was sitting around watching <laughs> opening day. I guess I just have to watch another inning of this game. Shoot. Yeah. Right, uh, but we are going to get into that. Um, some opening day recaps. Um, obviously, Big Country and I are both big Kansas City Royals fans. I feel like most people in the world don't care about the Kansas City Royals. They did win yesterday, though, and I did think it was really cool because they do have the number one overall prospect in baseball, and Bobby Witt Jr. He hits a go-ahead double in the eighth inning to give the Royals the lead. I, to me, maybe I'm a little bit biased. This just goes to show how good this kid is going to be. And clutch moment of the game, he excels, hits a little double, then comes in and scores a run. Uh, so obviously to me, that was very exciting. Yeah, and I mean, all, I, he had what, three at-bats, correct? The I first, don't, don't even remember. I mean, each time he was at-bat, or at least I, I should say, the first two at-bats that I saw, he's at least making contact with it. And so it was uh, Whit Merrifield after the game was like, you know, we're kind of used to this. So after the first couple bats, we're kind of just sitting here like, yo, what's going on? Like, why aren't you hitting the ball? And so by the time you got the first hit and it turned to an RBI double, it was like, all right, cool, there he is. And so the fact that you have these guys who have been major leaguers for a while and you got Bobby Witt in his first opening day 
game, and it's like, hey, why is he not gotten a hit yet? What's wrong with this kid? It's kind of surprising to me. I think it's kind of funny too. But I mean, just what a start to the career! Like your first pitch or first at bat, you hit like a pretty good shot into right field. Second one is a pretty much a ground out, and then the third one's like, yeah, hell yeah, I got a hit right here. Let's go to left field, and boom, it's a little stand up double and RBI. It's a pretty nice start to your career for the Royals. Yeah, and I I thought opening day was a lot of fun. Um, again, not to make it just about Missouri and baseball, the Cardinals walking out there three. Probably Hall of Famers. Yeah. They got two. I, I do question Wainwright. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. For but baseball, do they call him like different. for baseball do they call him like first ballot Hall of Famers? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's huge. Like, or um there have only been a couple unanimous Hall of Famers. I feel like pool holes has to be one. So I mean, Yachty has to be as well. Who? Yachty? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Not unanimous? I mean, just the consistency and length of his career. He's no. been a solid piece of the organization. Like, Mariano Rivera was one of the first unanimous Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. Like, it doesn't happen. I think there have only been, like, two or three yeah. ever. I think Pujols will get it because more baseball writers are coming around to it. It used to be, like, a thing. Like, people would purposefully leave off guys like Chipper Jones. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a, a Hall of Famer. I know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he doesn't belong in the unanimous category. So people would purposefully leave him off even though they knew he was a Hall of Famer. Gotcha. Now people are coming around to, yeah, we're going to vote this guy in and make him a unanimous Hall of Famer. I think Pujols will get that. I think Yachty will be a Hall of Famer, although I don't know that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I don't know about Wainwright. I think Wainwright is really good. I don't know that he's Hall of Fame category. It's tough with the pitchers, just because. I mean, I don't know though, because like he's got the longevity. It, if you want to look at it that way, that makes sense and it's fair. But for the Cardinals, he's clearly going to go on their like Wall of Fame or whatever it is that they yeah, call it. Yeah, their Ring of Stadium. Honor or whatever they call it. Yeah, in baseball. Yeah, it, pitching is just it's changed so much to where even in the '90s you had guys winning twenty games like every year. Now it's just that doesn't happen. So even like we've talked about with home runs the other day with Vlad Jr. Uh, and his dad who didn't even hit 500 home runs. That used to be a, like an automatic in. And when you look at some of these pitchers, um, you'd get guys that had like 300 wins, 200 mm-hmm. wins. Wainwright's been pitching for a, a millennium, and he hasn't even hit that yet. <laughs> and he's at 185, and, and we'll see what he gets to this year. Maybe he hits 200, but I, I just don't know if he's going to be that Hall of Fame guy. I think he's going to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer. I don't know that he's going to make it to the actual – Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, another guy that I think is in play for the Hall of Fame is Joey Votto. And last night I got home, started watching that uh, Reds-Braves game, and they had Joey Votto mic'd up. This is something that we've talked about on mic'd up. Having more players do it. Um, I didn't see or I wasn't paying attention uh, to any of his at-bats to see if there was what the talk was there, but mm-hmm. I saw him in the field. And they would go to him and they would talk to him. I do like it. I am shocked to see it happening already. Like opening day, you have players <laughs> out there in an actual game. This isn't spring training. Actual game, mic'd up, talking to other players, getting questions. But I do like the like in-between inning stuff, some of the conversations that he had with his coach, and some the conversations that you have with a player. Uh, I would be very cautious about doing that live on air. Yeah. Because even at one point he tells 
um, Ozzy Albius, like, hey, I'm mic'd up. Like, by the way, I'm wearing a mic, wearing a mic. And to me, that signal, like, hey, don't say anything too stupid or too risky. Don't be dropping a half bomb right here. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I think, obviously, Major League Baseball would be a little cautious about that and, like, not do anything live. But I do like hearing that discussion. Oh, absolutely. And, like, and getting to see how these guys interact with each other, too, like, once you're on the base pass. It's not something we get to see or we've ever really seen in the MLB. It's like the guy gets a hit, goes to first or second, and it's just like he just stands there by himself and doesn't talk. And actually they're having full-blown conversations and cracking jokes with one another throughout the entire game. And same thing with, you know, in the in the dugout and with the coaches and stuff. What's that atmosphere like? And at the plate, what's your mindset? You get to talk that through. And, you know, yes, you're mic but at some point when you're in the moment and you're at the plate, you know, what are you kind of saying to yourself in between swings or at bats or pitches and going, all right, hey, like this is what we should be looking for. Here we are. It's like, oh, stupid cut. Like, is there any talk like that? Is the catcher saying anything? I think that's what's going to be the most interesting about it. Well, the thing with Joey Votto, dude's kind of a weirdo. Have you, you seen so? some of his TikToks? Um, yes, they showed one last night maybe or talked about it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go check that out. Like his dancing one? Yeah. Threw me for a loop because it was like, this is Joey Votto. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah, it was. Homeboy was getting down with it in a dress. It was a like, dress? what is going on? I didn't on? see that one. I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm... I, I don't know. I didn't... I just saw like one or two of him. And then I was like, okay. Maybe it was a is. skirt. Maybe it was a skirt, not a dress. Either, either way. I'm not questioning you. I just didn't see it. I looked at one or two and was like, yeah, he does have a TikTok. Wow, that's <laughs> weird. Didn't expect that. It, like, I would expect it from like some of these younger guys. Joey Votto is like 38 years old. <laughs> and out there doing TikTok dances and stuff like that. Now, so that is what surprised me um, most about it. But I do like the whole the mic'd up mm-hmm. stuff. Having him out there. And I think you can get other players. If I were a player, I wouldn't do it where you could ask me questions at the plate. I don't want you in my ear when I'm trying to get a base hit. Yeah. Um, not know in a real game. In spring training, you want to do it, you want to have a little fun. Sure, I'll do it one time. But in a real game, don't talk to me at the plate. In fact, I'm taking the earpiece out. We'll put it back in when, <laughs> when I, get to I, when I go to the field. Yeah. But it is cool to see that stuff. You see it all the time in other sports, too. And even the NFL, I feel like, was the first one to really do the mic'd up stuff. And quarterbacks would even go and they would tell defensive players, like, hey, by the way, I'm mic'd up today. Or they'd tell their teammates. And it was, again, like that cautious, like, hey, be careful, don't say anything too bad i'm wearing a mic today now i don't you don't get that in the nfl because i i feel like players know or assume somebody's mic'd up every week for every game uh usually i've noticed it with the chiefs because they usually have one player game and they do like a specialty but usually it'll be like hey like he'll come up to a group of players and they'll just tap their pads and it's kind of just like a unanimous signal to all of them like hey mic'd up or he'll walk up to him and be like, hey, mic'd up. And they'll be like, stay away from me today. And it's like, well, shit, okay, cool. Don't get to hang out with my friend because he's mic'd up and I don't want to say anything stupid into the microphone or get caught with it. That's yeah, the one I thing like- I do wonder is, like, what are the things that are being said that like they don't know we could hear? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people probably just ignore it and probably don't mention it. But anytime you do get a player that's like, hey, I'm mic'd up, they use it. Like, oh, there's our clip. There We have it. Yeah. Now we can show this. Because I'm sure that it's every team every week has one player. Oh, for sure, probably. I, I can NFL remember has one too. Uh, listening to Jay Cutler on a podcast one time, and they asked him about being mic'd up. 
And he said that he would do it for games that he knew no one was paying attention to. Like as the quarterback, I think he was required to like do one uh, per season. And he would pick games that he knew like, oh, nobody's watching this game. Nobody cares about this team. And he would do it that way. He wouldn't do like the primetime games or anything like that because he didn't want to. But I think it's required now that you have to have, like maybe as a quarterback or maybe as a captain or whatever it was back then, you had to do one. But I, I love hearing those sound bites. And with baseball, it feels new, so I like it. And I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of good personalities. And Major League Baseball should take advantage of it. Like they're, the Major League Baseball TikTok account should be cl- putting out clips almost immediately. 100%. Um, my favorite part with it in the NFL is when, uh, when you hear them running. Like, I absolutely hate that sound. Like the squeaking of the pads. On the, the pads like, like going up and down? Yeah, I just I think it's so it. cool. Because it just, oh, to man. me, it shows how fast they're moving. I hate that sound, though. It drives me nuts. Really? Yep. That sound drives me nuts. And if somebody is wearing a GoPro and it's windy, I'm not watching your video. Or if you go underwater, yep. I'm not watching your video. You could find the biggest great white shark, shark of all time. I'm not watching that GoPro video if there's sound to it. <laughs> there's something about that, just like that dip underwater. It's almost you can hear the air pressure. It gives me claustrophobia just listening to it. Is that what it does to you? I, I hate it. It is oh, the, one of the worst sounds in the world. I mean, I'd rather take nails on a chalkboard over oh. somebody in a fucking GoPro. Hate it. My hate, most hated sound is when someone's eating with a fork or silverware and they scrape their teeth off of it. Yeah, I don't like Like that. right now, like, oh, I got goosebumps thinking about it. I freaking hate that so The much. GoPro sound is what, an all-time bad sound for me. I don't think I've come across too many of those to really know. But. You know what the problem or is? Or I've never noticed yeah, it. Yeah, you have. You've never noticed it. And now I've probably ruined it for you <laughs> and all of our listeners. I absolutely hate that sound. Uh, maybe we can talk about it off air, but you are a reason why I got really no sleep last night. So big thank you for that. Well, now you have to talk about Tell it because the you Friday. made it sound very weird. It's not weird. You just tried to freaking spook me last night. You were There's that tweet or that thread on Twitter where it's like, you know, what's the creepiest thing a kid has said to you, like your kid has said, and there's all these stories. You dive into how, like, one of your daughters had an invisible friend that they would talk to and be like, oh, you can't see my friend. Here's his name. I'm laying in bed last night about mm, 12, 31 o'clock, and you send me a message like, oh, I had a dream about uh, – this kid's name and how he's wanting to come visit you. And it was the worst timing possible. Well, you can't start out a story with, man, you're the reason I didn't get any sleep last night. Just promise me you'll never say that to me again. Yeah. Wink. (laughs) From my house, I sent you a text message to your house where we were not together, nor would we ever be. (laughs) But there was that. My apologies. I'm just. I'm not. I'm just not going to. I'm not think. You know. I got my mind out of the gutter here. Excuse me for. Yeah. Being, well, n- even people in the chat are like, "Yep, that's." Don't don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> I apologize. But there was a thread going on on Twitter last night, and it was like the not last night, yesterday, the whole day, of like creepy kid stories, and my kids were kind of creepy, as children. Now they're they're not. They're fine. I like them now. But as kids, they would, like, my youngest daughter had an imaginary friend. My oldest daughter would, like, wave to people that weren't there. Uh, And I tweeted it out that when she was a baby, 
Uh, she woke up in the middle of the night. I went to like rock her back to sleep and just kind of like stand in her room, bounce with her and then lay her back in her crib. That's the play. And then I'm doing that and I'm bouncing her. I'm doing like the stuff, being a good dad. She pops her little head up. Like she just saw like her mom and she starts waving and like, it's happy waving to someone that's behind me. I thought that her mom had walked in the room as well. I turn around there's absolutely no one there, but she is like waving and like trying to be held by another person. It was creepy as shit. I actually put her back down in her crib wide awake and went back to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not fucking with this. Clearly you like whatever else is in the room. So I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my God. Is that when you like, did you have monitors and stuff in the room at that point? Like the little cameras? That you not could the see? camera ones. We That'd be little... messed up if you saw her just, like, giggling or waving or playing with something in the crib. Like yeah, that. that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Taking right. the kid back. Like, nope. You're haunted. I, I told you this one. I didn't want to make my youngest daughter sound too weird or embarrass her when she's older. She had an imaginary friend, but it wasn't like a normal imaginary friend. I, I have a degree in early childhood education. I, I, I know some things that are normal and things that are, eh, that feels a little bit off. She had a friend, and his name was Jonas. And, like, the first red flag for me was that that's not a common name. That's not just like, oh, here's my imaginary friend. His name is Steve, or <laughs> here's George. It, that's kind of a unique name that I didn't think she had maybe heard before. But she had an imaginary friend named Jonas. And when you would ask her about Jonas, she would, be, she would make comments like, Jonas doesn't want you to see him. Jonas doesn't want you to talk about him or Jonas doesn't want you to talk to him, things like that. And she's like one or two. So that was creepy. And I told you that one in the office yesterday. And then last night I, I had a dream that Jonas had gotten into your apartment and was sitting in the, the floor at the foot of your bed, playing with a knife, like scratching at the floor. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Eventually, I didn't tell you, but in the dream, you did die a horrific death. It's happy to see you walk in today. So I just sent you a text like, hey, thinking about you. Like that was an actual dream that you had? You're not lying to me? Yeah, that was a real dream that I had. And that um, Jonas, this imaginary friend who was a little creep, had gotten into your apartment via your open windows. Like that you had already had the dream before I even said anything? Yeah, that's usually how it works. You have well, I, I just want to confirm. I just I want to confirm that because <laughs> last night you, this is the order of the messages at about uh, twelve fifty two a.m. I just had a nightmare that Maddie's old imag old imaginary friend Jonas was in your apartment. It felt really real. I hope you're safe. Mm -hmm. I said this could not have come at a worse possible time. There's a tapping sound going outside my window, and it's freaking me the fuck out. You go, in my dream, he got in because you left your windows open. Uh -huh. He was sitting at the foot of your bed on the floor playing with a knife and laughing. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should mm -hmm. shut your windows. And I just said, you're the worst, my guy. My windows are shut, and they're completely sealed, and now I'm not fucking sleeping. And you're like, sorry, dude. Just felt a little freaked out. See you in the morning. And you're here, so you're fine. Yeah, I, I woke up every hour last night <laughs> on the fucking dot looking at my phone. I didn't even look at the end of my bed last night. Checking those windows. Can't I had to get, get up, up and to pee. shut the windows because you can't look at the foot of the bed. <laughs> I had to get up and pee in the middle of the night, and I stood up on my bed and jumped over my floor into the hallway. Really? I feel bad for my neighbors because I slammed into the freaking wall. So sleepless night for you. I apologize for that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fine. The fun part is it's 100% false. None of that happened. I had no nightmare. I just wanted to fuck with you. Oh, that's about how it works out. So. <laughs> April Fool's. I, you didn't fall for the last one, but I, I got you this week time. later. <laughs> did I set an alarm for 145? You bet your ass I did. Did I have to wake up from my comfortable sleep to send you a creepy text? Yes, I did. <laughs> you set an alarm and everything? Yeah. I woke up, went and took a piss, then laughed about it because I thought it was funny, sent the imaginary story that I just thought of. Son of a bitch, man. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to bring it up. I was going to let it ride for a couple days. but I had to bring it up. I didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're here. Uh, yeah, no, I I did not have a nightmare. I actually, I sent that text to you, and then after the last text, I rolled over to the other side of my bed, and I fell asleep peacefully knowing that I had got you. <laughs> That's, I'm glad you got a good night of sleep for ruining my night of sleep. Right? <laughs> When you were at your house and I was at my house. <laughs> well, you know, you really, you asked for this because on April Fool's, we tried to joke, we tried to prank you. And yeah, you said, I, I really expected more. And then that was like, a, oh, we're questioning me. <laughs> we're doubting me now. I'm not past waking up in the middle of the night to fuck with you. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. So you did that one yourself. Um, also um, happening is this Desmond Ritter talk. In the NFL draft, Desmond Ritter is a quarterback that I like. I even saw our own uh, Matt Miller texting about this or tweeting about this, that he wouldn't be surprised if Desmond Ritter was drafted in the top 20. This is not an April Fool's joke. I, I mean, we're three weeks away from the draft. It kind of sounds like Desmond Ritter might be, might be QB2 even. So I think Malik QB1? Willis goes one, That's what I was QB1 gonna still. But I, I think there's a, a strong narrative that Desmond Ritter could be the second quarterback drafted. I think a lot of people have question marks around Kenny Pickett and uh, Matt Corral. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually kind of happy to see this because, I mean, I feel like this is something I've asked several times here on the pod and off air to you and Matt directly. It's just like, what what is it with Desmond Ritter? Like, why are people just overlooking all the success that he had in college? You know, the consistent success from freshman year to senior year, going to the college football playoff, the Senior Bowl, the Combine, I mean, he had good numbers and everything, tested well. He's smart. People love him on and off the field. He's mature. He's already got a family. So it was just kind of one of those things. Family? Like <laughs> me and my family here, <laughs> Desmond Ritter. So it was just one of those deals that always kind of confused me. I was like, why is he getting overlooked so much? Oh, boom, now he's here right here at QB2. So, And I'm not trying to act like some type of draft expert or be like, oh, I saw something no one else did. It's just something I was always questioning. I'm like, how in the world did Kenny Pickett go over him? And then, like, what is my next question, too, has been, like, what in the freaking world has happened to Sam Howe? How has he just completely fallen off the face of the earth in terms of quarterback discussion heading into the draft? Yeah. I That one, with Sam Howe, I think that it was um, it was built-up hype that was never really real. Even, like, uh, not this past season, but the season before his sophomore season, he was thrown to two NFL receivers. He had two NFL running backs. Kind of easy to be successful in that system. Mm-hmm. And, and he was. And I think that he's a good player, but I never really bought into the, man, he's a first-round quarterback, which, truth be told, I wouldn't draft any of these quarterbacks in the first round. I do like Ritter, though. And um, put out a little, like, mailbag thing because people were asking about it on the draft scout about Desmond Ritter. I think that he's an Alex Smith-type guy. Now, Alex Smith was drafted number one overall, 
and probably shouldn't have been because of mm-hmm. that guy, oh, what was his name? Aaron Rodgers was in that draft. But he reminds me of Alex Smith and the fact that I think he can come in early and play, but I also think he needs to sit maybe for a little bit behind a veteran quarterback. Alex Smith didn't necessarily get that. But I think it's going to take a little bit for him to get used to the speed of the NFL. But then once he does, I think Desmond Ritter can be a starter in the NFL for a couple years. And then I think he's one of those long-term backup guys. Uh, Which, I mean, Alex Smith, his career kind of took a different path because of the injury. But like uh, a better Andy Dalton. A more athletic Andy Dalton. Like come in. Gonna be a starter. I can probably take you to the playoffs, and then after that, we're probably gonna have to part ways. But I'm gonna go on, and I'm gonna be a very like high-profile backup in the NFL, to where teams want me in their quarterback room. That's kind of how I feel about Ritter, and I don't even know if I could say that about Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell or even Malik Willis. I maybe is a little bit more boom, and there might be some bust to his game. So that's why I feel good about Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. If I had to draft a quarterback in the second round of this class. I would feel confident doing it with Desmond Ritter. Or if you're the Lions at 32. You miss on Malik Willis somewhere in the middle. Boom. No. Ritter's sitting there at 32 for you. If he does or go the in the Saints. top. That's what I was getting ready to ask. Like, so sitting here in the top 20, is it, is it the Saints that are there? Because, I mean, they've been in discussion. People have been piecing Kenny Pickett there. Has it been Desmond Ritter the whole time? Well, maybe or so. the Saints, possibly? Maybe so. And I just, I've never understood the Kenny Pickett love. Ever. <laughs> Not no, I even mean, he was last just, year. It felt like he never was like the talking point in college football until he had like the fake slide. And it was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. He came back for, you know, an extra year. He wears two gloves, nothing special. And it was just like, well, he's about the only other quarterback that, you know, is decent, had some serious awards won this year. Because what was he, like ACC player of the year? Well, yeah. Like, he was the conference player of the year, one of the quarterbacks of the year. And like I had the most throwing touchdowns, but I feel like that was it though. Like that was just it was kind of one of those seasons where everyone paid attention to him. I was like, well, we don't really have any other quarterback to discuss heading into the draft, aside from Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, and we're not really sure about them. So let's go with Kenny Pickett. So that's I've been kind of right there with you too. Is like why has it been Kenny Pickett over everyone else? Like what is it that everyone sees? Now we could very much say this and watch Kenny Pickett come in next year, get an opportunity to just slice it, It'd be two gloves Kenny, and you know we put our foot in our mouths. But at the same time. Pretty comfortable in saying, I don't think we're going to. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be very good in the NFL. I don't think he'll be a pro bowler. And Andy Dalton was a pro bowler. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky made a pro bowl. I don't think we're going to see that with Kenny Pickett. Now, Mitch Trubisky won an MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable uh, Player. An actual, yeah, in and that one. I yeah. was like, that oh, one was I thought purpose. I noticed it for the first time. Like, holy shit. He says MVP as well. <laughs> but you're right, a Nickelodeon valuable player in that one. I just if he lands in a really good situation, I want to be able to change my opinion. If he goes to the Steelers, this is Kenny Pickett, if he goes to the Steelers, maybe let's pump the brakes. I think he could be a pro bowler there. If he goes to the Panthers, <laughs> no. It's going to be a no for me, dog. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But I the Desmond Ritter hype I do. I think it's real. Um also in the NFL it, this is something that I absolutely hate, and I hate that it's coming from a player that I really like. Debo Samuel did the clearing of the Instagram, took uh, the 49ers out of his bio, all that other bullshit that he players went, are doing. He went full Kyler Murray. I hate it. Oh, 
I maybe think worse than the GoPro GoPro camera sound. I, I think it is it. the stupidest thing, and it's like so immature. It's childish. Like, oh, you're not going to pay me money? Fine, I don't want anything to do with you. No more pictures. You're taking you out of my bio. It's like, shut up. You're in the freaking NFL making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Millions. And I, just, I can't life. imagine there are a lot of NFL GMs that are like, oh, shit. Like, now we have to pay him. Like, this is what sent us over the top. Not the fact that he had, like, 17 touchdowns last year. But the fact that he's removed us from his Instagram bio and has taken pictures down. Oh, my God. Do you think the like, general manager's walking in and is like, oh, we're not in this Instagram anymore? <laughs> right? This isn't some 13-year-old girl you're breaking up with in junior high. These are grown men in the NFL who, yeah, some of them are stupid. But I, I can't imagine that this is actually a good strategy that gets teams motivated to sign a player. I really hope not because let's say, I mean, let's say the 49ers are like, okay, we got to hurry up and get a deal done. He's not happy. That means every player is going to do this. Right. And it's going to be so annoying. And Kyler Murray did it or is doing it. I think he added some pictures back. pictures are back, yeah. I don't expect Lamar Jackson to do it. No. But, I mean, we do have some of these other receivers. I'll go ahead and be bold. DK is going to do this (laughs) before the end of the summer. DK Metcalf will have removed all Seattle Seahawks stuff from his accounts. He just feels like that kind of guy. So I'm going to try and be devil's advocate to my own point here. And I just went ahead and did the crying baby voice and all that crap. (laughs) Is this a way of being like, I have to get the attention of the public and so they can get their uproar and the organization hears how much the fan base wants me here? Is that like the, the, the purpose of the mentality or point here? And then to us, it comes off as very childish and immature, which I still think it is. But, like, could that possibly be, like, where Maybe. they're coming from? There's, like, listen to the people. Do you yeah. hear how they're upset and worried that I'm not? Is it a I cry for attention? Be... Like, hey, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be paid millions of dollars. I don't know. Whatever their motive is behind it, I think it's dumb. But I also I don't think that it's going to work. I don't know that you're pressuring these NFL teams into making a decision based off what's going on on social media. Uh, now, I will say... Looking at a guy that I just predicted to remove everything from his account, DK Metcalf has nothing mentioning the Seahawks in his bio already. There's nothing on Twitter, nothing on Instagram that says, like, receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. He does have pictures up of him as a Seahawk with guys like uh, Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson, and there's some other ones up there. So... Well, those are just him saying goodbye to him since they left. There's some other ones, too. And him, like, actually playing from in the season? Okay. Yeah. So he does have quite a few pictures up as him as a Seahawk. But there's nothing in the bio. But somebody will monitor this. It's not going to be me, but (laughs) somebody will. I was thinking you just went ahead and discovered. like, you already called it and found it. Might as well go ahead and get the screenshots and tweet it. I don't even think I would. If we sat here today and I was like, oh, shit, he doesn't have anything Seahawks on his social media. I don't think I would screenshot it and do it because I hate it that much. <laughs> I, I know a lot of 49er more. fans um, are even a little bit worried that the team might actually trade him. I think, I think Seahawks fans are worried that DK might get traded. I think now 49er fans are worried that Debo might get traded. The Titans have already come out and said, no, we're not trading 
A.J. Brown, and I believe them on that one. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I haven't really heard much about him. I can't imagine you would try to trade him. I think he's just <laughs> wanting to play a season and just stay healthy he and seems, be like. Sorry to interrupt you. Too immature to pull this bullshit. Too mature? Yeah, for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I thought you said immature. He's too no, immature. Too to mature this. to do this nonsense. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they, he's already been like deemed as a captain for the team. So, like, I feel like with him, he is very good at handling these situations. I mean, especially in my mind, if you're being deemed as a captain, what, your second, third year in the league by the team themselves, that speaks volumes on who you are and what and your character and the value that you bring to the team. So hopefully he is better at handling this. Also, that organization is a complete joke. Yeah, that is the truth. Probably worse than, than that. But he did, I do like Terry McCorn. Liked him through the draft process. Liked him uh, probably when I laid eyes on him, honestly, at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And this uh, receiver that might be a, a find, a little gem. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he was. But, I mean... I'm not trying to pat myself on the back for that one. Anyone Mr. Keel Harry found Bowl? Terry McLaurin. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Anybody that was at the Senior Bowl knew that like Terry McLaurin was playing better than people had him projected, mm. and had, continues to do that in the NFL. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, talk about some of these sponsors that we have. Though our first one up is Roper Kia. Go in there, check out their inventory, or check it out online. If they don't have what you're looking for. They will help you find it, and you mentioned us, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. We're talking about NFL contracts. I about said $1 million. That would be nice. I don't think that's going to happen. You can try. Talk to them. Ask them about it. But I will say they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next place you guys should go visit is Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best part about the websites is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. I actually thank you for that. Someone tweeted me yesterday and said I needed to do something. To press your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. I don't even know. Like, when I'm talking, I guess when you're it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Is it getting stuck at the top? It's not a matter of if. It is. Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I say NIF, it's going off the top. It's not a matter of if. This is a Carson Wentz type situation for me. I got the NIFs. I mean, I just. I will believe that it's fixed when I've seen it. So I'm not going to sit here and buy into this hype of Tyler Warden fixed your speech problem. You're going to have to give me like a week of saying the word if, and then I will believe that it is fixed. It's just weird feeling my tongue down the bottom of my mouth when I say if like that, because I have to like think about it. <laughs> it's a matter of if. All right, we'll see. You got to put the whole sentence Give me next together, week. Though. It's a matter of, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when danger could. Oh, oh, oh. Say it again. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter oh. of when. Two for two. What up, Tyler? <laughs> we'll see. see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but we also have, uh, like I said, we need to put a cap on this sports bracket thing uh, that we started, and we honestly, we just didn't finish it. I forgot about it. And it got caught up in actual March Madness, uh, KU winning, uh, opening day, the Masters. We just never got around to it. Uh, so we have... We have two teams, two uh, movies left, and they are two of my favorite movies in 
Remember the Titans and the Sandlot. I, I don't think you can go with a, there's not a wrong answer here for these two movies. I do love both of them. I have been on record as saying I, I do love the Sandlot. It, it's one of my all-time favorite movies, so it's going to be hard for me to vote against the Sandlot. That's fine. I went with Remember the Titans. I mean, we've talked about it since this whole movie bracket started with, you know, if, if we ever get to a point and you hear someone ask me, like, oh, what's my favorite movie? And I say, ah, oh, man, I really don't know. It is Remember the Titans. Like, that is a movie anytime it's on, I can turn it on and watch it no matter what point and just be drawn right into it. You know, sitting there, not really much to do. Yeah, I'm going to watch Remember the Titans. And I watched Remember the Titans when it came out when I was younger and thought it was a great movie. And then... Didn't watch it again for a really long time. Honestly, watched it again probably two years ago with my daughters, and they absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I am just sitting over in my recliner, a soggy mess from this movie. I'm just embarrassingly weeping, like tears running down my face The when I watched it two years ago. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I, I can't control it. I can't change it about myself. It's like you say, Niff, I'm a crier, and I hate it about myself. But I will. If I watch a movie or if I watch um, anything about like a dog dying, donezo. Yeah. Um, uh, military members coming home to their family or coming home to their dog and their dog remembers them. Yeah. I'm about to cry right now. But uh, <laughs> watching not Remember the there, Titans, yeah. I was just a little babbling brook of <laughs> – Watching this movie, I think at one point my daughters looked at me like, is dad okay? Like, he's being a little baby back bitch over there. Like, it's <laughs> it's sad movie, but like, get your shit together, pops. Okay? But I, I was. It's a great movie. And watching it again, I don't know, as an adult, becoming a father and then watching it, it pulled at the heartstrings. Yeah. It really did. But I, I love both those movies. I do love The Sandlot, though. A uh, couple of my favorite scenes. I mean, just those kids going out and playing baseball every day. I can remember trying to round up neighborhood kids to like even play basketball or football, and so that gives me some some memories of it. Uh, the pool scene where the kid fakes drowning mm-hmm. and then kisses the lifeguard. First time I saw that scene, I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I always wanted to try it. We just never went to. The you pool. would. <laughs> We never went to the pool, so I like I never did. I was just like, man, I wonder if that would really work. I can remember going to the pool a couple times for certain things. There's never a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, no, there, the, the sign was just always up. No lifeguard on duty. <laughs> my ass can't swim anyway, so I didn't even have to fake drowning. Like, I, my lungs are actually full of water. Please just save my life. I don't even need to kiss you. <laughs> Bring the guy over. I don't even care. Just let's get some air in these lungs. <laughs> just Less keep water. me alive. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I, I did love that one. Uh, favorite scenes from, like, Remember the Titans? The part where Julius walks into the hospital and the nurse is, like, family only. And then Gary Bertier's like, can't you see? That's my brother. Tears. You can't see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah. That and, like, where they get to camp and he's like, take that poster off the wall and he's like... Yeah. You can look anywhere else you like. I mean, it's not yeah. coming down. Better use your x-ray vision, Superman, because it ain't coming <laughs> down. I'm like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> I like when Julius. They're in the, rooting for him. <laughs> yeah, when they're in the locker room and he walks over with the back pain, he's like, what's wrong? He's like, ah, just like done giving your mom a piggyback ride. I was like, I thought that was hilarious. The sunshine Ryan jokes. Gosling being a shitty corner in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And then There's going an on to be like a heartthrob in the notebook and whatever else. Uh, I thought that one was really good. 
Uh, Denzel Washington's fantastic too. Oh yeah, like the how is it that he wears it? He's like excellence is like what we are. He's like you drop a pass, you run a mile. Da 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 da. And he's like, are we having fun, sir? He's like, yes. We're gonna do up downs till someone is no longer thirsty. I was just like. Phew. As a kid, like starting to play football, I was like, I am never asking my coach for a water break because I'm assuming they've also seen this, and I would like to drink water during practice. So, like, there was always moments during the movie that, like, I brought into like my actual eyes, like, okay, don't make that mistake. When I was in junior high, like seventh grade, the head football coach of the high school came to one of our practices and like helped out, and he was. He was a good coach. I know we've talked about some of the struggles from our high school teams. He was a good coach. They had some good teams. And I took the ball as a running back, and I don't remember what I did. I don't remember. But I remember whatever I did, I started getting my ass chewed for it. But it's like in August practice, I'm incredibly hot, like probably out of shape from the summer. And this dude is just reaming me. But my mouth was so dry, I couldn't speak. Couldn't form words because my mouth was so dry. Just such a little P word. And then he's like, what, you, you got nothing to say for yourself? And I'm just sitting there just like, I can't talk. <laughs> and it sounded like I was about to cry, which again, I'm a crier, but this time that wasn't the case. I can handle people being yelled at or me getting yelled at. But I just, I couldn't talk. I needed a drink so bad, but I knew I can't ask for water. I'm just going to have to sit here and take five more minutes of this ass chewing, and then I can go get a drink and form words again. But I mean, like, had me by the face mask, yelling at me. Dang. Later, apologized. And I was like, no, it's good. I, I couldn't talk because I needed a drink, but I, I couldn't ask for one. After that, we had a really good relationship, though. Did you say that to him, though? I don't remember. Okay. It was a long time ago. I'm sure he's just like, all he had to do was ask, probably tapped on the helmet or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, if you would have done it in Mota, I would have murdered you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got your hand up asking for a drink. I can remember kids asking for a drink and being like, fuck. Now I know we're running. Yeah. Get on the line. <laughs> like you uh. had to do that shit. Which now, like, God, that wasn't that long ago that I was playing sports and it was like, don't drink. Don't ask for water. Now we know, like, yeah, you got to keep these kids hydrated. <laughs> yeah. You got to have, like, special be... formula from Gatorade for each fucking player. Yeah, it used to be like a, a sign of weakness. Like, oh, you need water? No, like that, you do need water. That is a, a proven fact. You should be letting these kids have a drink whenever they want to. Like, I get it. Some of them are using it to get out of drills. But like, yeah, let them have a drink. Also in the chat, back to these movies, uh, our guy Jake mentions, Wendy Peppercorn, what a smoke show. All-time hot character. 100%. There's there's not a, a, a person walking that doesn't have a crush on Wendy Peppercorn. Yep. When I was younger, I think that was probably one of like the first shows I'd seen that had like a very attractive like character in it where it was just like that was the point of the character and it was just like whew. It was at uh, upon laying eyes on Wendy Peppercorn is the moment I knew for sure I was straight. So I was gonna that's exactly what I was gonna say, but I didn't know if that was appropriate because that was exactly <laughs> yes. That is like, what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I want mm. to see more of that, actually. Look at those red lips. <laughs> yeah, or even at, like when he's getting kicked out and she, she pulls the glasses. The, the glasses down and oh, sends him a wink. Melts me. Boner alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is happening? I have to go talk yeah. to my brothers about this. Mom, I don't shut know. up. Mom, go in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but definitely Wendy Peppercorn. But 
in our poll results that I did post the other day, remember the Titans is winning uh, 62% to 37%. You have also selected remember the Titans. So remember the Titans going to be our sports movie bracket goat, uh, all-time winner. I'm good with that. I think Sandlot's a great second-place movie. There's nothing wrong with being second, right? If you're not first, you're last. There's nothing wrong with being the second greatest of all time. I believe I've heard you say that several times. No. No one remembers the second guy on the moon. No. There's, there's, second place is the first loser. You've heard me say that a million times. Yeah. There is a problem with second place. Your LeBron generation would think that. Like, oh, it's fine. Oh, my second. God. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> hey, propsy, way to flip that. That was good. No. Uh, there is there's a problem with second. <laughs> I think if you celebrate second place. You're weak. <laughs> yeah, if you celebrate a second, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Kelly Kapowski also. That's probably too That's too old for you. That sounds familiar. Saved by the Bell. Yeah. That I was, know who she is, but that was like I, pre- I wasn't watching the show. Yeah. I, th- I think that was before I was in kindergarten, even. Watching Saved by the Bell and being like, wait a second. Who's that girl? And I'll tell you, life is a flat circle, man. My daughter's watched this series on, I think it's Disney+. Plus. She plays the mom. And I can remember them turning on the, the series, watching it, and being like, wait. Who's that? Who's the mom? <laughs> rewind. Rewind it. I got I to see this again. And they're like, what is your problem? Like, what are you doing? They think I'm retarded, probably. But I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I, I did. I had to check it out and be like, who is this girl? Because I hadn't seen her in years. Kelly Kapowski, all-time crush. Wendy Peppercorn, right up there, too. I mean, absolutely. I'm trying to think, like, what shows did I grow up, like, cartoon-wise watching? Cartoon-wise? Lola Bunny for Not you? stop. <laughs> God damn it. Not cartoon. Like, just TV shows. Son of a... You got uh-huh. You're Lola the reason Bunny why had they had to change booty. Lola Bunny in Space Jam 2. I had a buddy send me an You entire- always wanted to try the Wendy Peppercorn thing, and you're like, oh, what about Lola Bunny? Oh, man. I talk for a living. This is, this is what I do, and I still love yeah, my words more than anybody said I know. cartoon. I know I said cartoon. I did not mean cartoon. I'm not over here like, oh, look at that. Look at Jasmine and Aladdin. Whoo. Smash you put that one out there. That's, now you're speaking the truth. <laughs> I would say probably it was Selena Gomez for me watching because, like I said, I've had younger siblings. There was a TV show, Wizard of Waverly Place. Boom, that was it. Yeah. What's your favorite anime? <laughs> oh my god, I never got into that. I knew a kid in college who was like real big into it, and he would like brag about it. What's his name? Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Boston. Uh, yeah. Dustin, actually. Uh huh. Right. Right. Saturday morning cartoon time. <laughs> Pants off. <laughs> Shut up, Jacob. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of mom and dad aren't awake yet. <laughs> Big country setting that alarm for seven thirty. <laughs> Power Rangers almost over. <laughs> A little bit of me time in the morning. Got my cereal. Got uh, my napkins ready. <laughs> got Clifford the Big Red Dog and Dragon Tails. Oh. <laughs> uh, Probably, probably so. Um, anyway, that's our winner. Uh, remember the Titans for this one. Uh, all-time great movie. Absolutely love it. Um, also absolutely love Club 609. Check them out for a fantastic happy hour. 
from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, and on Saturdays from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m., two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. <laughs> Absolutely. Just the, oh, my God, the pants off. It just fucking <laughs> kills me. <laughs> Usually I can read stuff in the chat that's funny without actually laughing out loud. Uh, that one got me. That was that was really good. Uh, Hat Matt, to, uh, to Matt's Jake. in all caps. Cartoon. <laughs> oh, yikes. What a mistake. Uh, next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Java, Missouri at 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change in your tire service. Get that done at Downtown Lube right here in Joplin. What a Friday episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm almost crying. That is fucking hilarious. Speaking of Because that would two. be me. Like, I'd wake up on Saturday mornings, pour myself a big-ass bowl of Fruit Loops, and be like, boom, time to watch some cartoons. But just the pants off. <laughs> and oh. now the smell of Fruit Loops still turns you on. You're going to have to talk to Can't someone about that. Can't even need them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you go for some... Uh, Intimate time. Like, hey, by the way, I just I have this thing. I gotta keep a bowl of Fruit Loops by the bed. It just really gets me going. We just get the aroma. We don't have to eat it or anything, but I, I am gonna crunch some of them up. There's gonna be some Fruit Loops dust in the bed. Uh, it's just I just my wave thing. my hand over the bag. Like, how long have you whiff of this? All right, I'm good to go. <laughs> right. You're sneaking Pink them onto the mattress so they crunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucked up. <laughs> um, uh, let's get to some basketball talk uh, before we end the show here. Uh, LeBron James still in the news. Him, Russell, uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis are all out tonight. I hate this. At the same time, I kind of get it. I don't really care anymore. But it, it is news that they're not playing. Uh, LeBron not playing on the ankle. I assume that he is actually hurt. I don't know if he's injured. I assume he's hurt. I totally get him not playing tonight. Yeah. If like, Anthony Davis was healthy to play a couple nights ago, why isn't he playing now? LeBron, I'm like, you might as well just take the year off. It's done. You've done your part. Or maybe like play one more game to get the scoring title. I know that's a selfish award, but like, dude, it's year, what, 19, 37, 38 years old. Yep. It's impressive. That Go one I can, I can kind of get yeah. on board with. The one that I really just don't understand is Westbrook. He's not been on like an injury report. I just need some rest, man. <laughs> I know. Slowed management. Watch them fucking win tonight. <laughs> right? Like, who do they play to? They, the is Warriors. It the Nuggets? The Warriors? Okay. So it's like, yeah, if they win, that's going to be absolutely hilarious. Oh, sorry. No, they do not play the Warriors. They play Oklahoma City tonight. Oh, so they might get a win, actually. But either way with that, though, it's like, if you're Russell Westbrook, why are you not playing Oklahoma City? This might be the one team you do need to play out of anybody in the whole year. Chase those numbers, dog. <laughs> play your old team, dog. Like, yeah. just, Russell, I'm not a fan of Russell Westbrook. I was leading up into the season. I didn't have an issue with him. I knew you did, and you would talk about him. I'd be like, eh, like, it's fine. Like, you know, we'll just disagree on that. But now it's to a point where it's like, I, I can't even stand looking at him right now. It's just so irritating to watch him play basketball and his reactions to be like, you know, I'm not even – I'm just focused on me and doing what I need to do. Like, I'm fine. You know, there's more to life than basketball. If you're getting paid $40 million a year, that's very easy for you to say. Yeah. 
but you play for the Los Angeles Lakers, you better take it serious, and you better be good, and you guys stink. You're absolute garbage. I, yeah, I don't understand why they're trying to play off like that it's not a big deal that they missed the playoffs. It's yeah, a big like, deal. It's a massive deal. Like yeah. This is the first time LeBron James has had a losing record in his career in games that he's played in since his rookie season. In Cleveland. And obviously, that was not a good team. I like the only player I know might have been uh, Villano- uh, Andre Villanova. Is that his name? Real shaggy hair. Villanueva? Vill- uh, I don't know. Is that Vergeau. what it was? Anderson Vergeau. Thank you very much. And like Delonte West. Like those might be the. And I don't even know if that was maybe years after his rookie season because freaking 2003, I was eight. Just figured out what basketball he had, um, was. Elgalskis, I think, was his name. Big white foreign Bald center. Bald guy, yeah. That could pass. So, I do remember him. But like, it was like, that's how long ago it's been since LeBron's had like a failed season in games that he's physically played in himself and lost. It's mm-hmm. just insane to think about and realize that he's had that much success in his career and you get to this point and you got Russell Wilson, who's like, or Russell Westbrook, excuse me, who's like, eh, whatever. And then Anthony Davis who's supposed to be a big guy, doesn't want to be physical down in the post and wears fucking low-top shoes and keeps twisting his ankle and is just shocked by it. It blows my freaking mind. Yeah. Lakers I'm suck. Fan. I'm just I'm – anno- I'm so annoyed with them. I'm not even a <laughs> Lakers fan. It's just – that's how annoying it is. It's, it, was a, it was a legacy year for LeBron. I'll tell you what's more concerning for me are some of the comments that he made – uh, this week on a podcast about like who are some guys you would like to play for. And this could be people in the media reading into it a little bit too much. But he was asked, who would you like to play with to end your career? And I loved his first answer, his son, Bronny mm-hmm. Jr. Uh, he, he obviously has another son too, but I, I don't know that he's going to be able to stick it out and play with his second son for as long. He's just a little bit younger. But there is a mm-hmm. real possibility that he'll be able to play with Bronny. And I love that answer. I hate a second answer. Second answer was Steph Curry. Mm. If he chases a ring to Golden State, I will lose a lot of respect for him. It's going to be hard to defend that because I shitted all over Kevin Durant when he did that. I mean, just all over him. I pretty much just don't have any respect for Kevin Durant because of it. You were up 3-1, you lost to the Warriors, and then you mm-hmm. pretty much didn't hit the game. You just choked in the in game seven of the playoffs, and then you lose to Golden State, and then you go join them to win two titles or a title. It's just shitty. It's absolutely awful. Yeah, if LeBron, LeBron does, does it, and I, I don't know because I love the response from Steph Curry. There's like that's that's a good dream, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do I love that from Steph. And I maybe I'm a little old school, a little get off my lawn. I like guys that come out and say, no, I want to beat this player. I don't want to play alongside them. Yeah. I want to beat you. And I honestly, I didn't really expect it from Steph, but I like it. I didn't either. But if, if LeBron goes to Golden State, I'll be pretty upset about it. I'll be pretty, not upset, I'll be pretty pissed if off. If they draft Bronny and then LeBron goes there, it's a different story. But a if he goes bit, yeah. there on his own, it's like, mm. Yeah. If like he works his way out of L.A., which there's speculation that he will do this offseason even, to go to Golden State. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I can be a fan of you anymore. Yeah, That's how, um, how much it would affect me. But, I mean, Lakers offseason pretty much already starting. I, I do think that's a very intriguing storyline. Obviously, we've talked a lot about it on here. But I, I think it's far from over. <clears throat> and 
We'll see what happens. They have to get rid of Westbrook. Oh, 100%. I think he's due like $47 million next year. I mean, you could trade him for an X to nothing. And I really mean that. Like, hey, here's some cash consideration. We just got to get you to a different team. You know, we need new office chairs. Take them. <laughs> right? Buy yeah. us new office chairs. Uh, we, we, we traded you to Oklahoma City for a ream of paper. <laughs> yeah. Lakers would win that trade. <laughs> super excited about it. <laughs> right. Uh, they have to get rid of him. I think LeBron might even be fed up with Anthony Davis. Yeah. But these be. guys have ruined their trade market so badly that I don't even know what you can get back for them. Well, if you're the Lakers, the only person you can really trade or have any value for is LeBron. Like, you might just have to stick with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and whoever you can get for LeBron. Or just, you know, maybe trade LeBron to wherever he wants to go and go from there. And be like, all right, sorry, we'll keep these guys in their contract. You don't have to pay LeBron as much. Mm-hmm. Kind of opens things up. But still, like, that's just insane to think about. Yeah, and if I'm, if I'm one of these teams that has a lot of young players, the, the crazy one is that the Cavs have a good collection of young players. <laughs> I'm not trading three of my good, young, maybe superstar players for LeBron James. Like, if you pick up the phone and you mention – Evan Mobley, I'm probably hanging up on you. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not taking two years of LeBron so you can get 12 of Evan Mobley. So I don't know. Uh, maybe some of these teams that are competitive, maybe it goes to the Clippers. Right. <laughs> I, I just I don't know what is going to uh, happen. I really there's always no a field. team in the mix. New York Knicks. Yeah. Maybe just go to the Knicks or they'll shut up. Trade his ass to Utah since he talks so much shit on them. <laughs> and now can't compete with them. <laughs> hey, that would actually be kind of a nice fitting. Rudy Gobert, the Spider, and LeBron. Yeah, and Iglesias. Or Eagles, excuse me, fucking Iglesias. Jesus Christ. Eagles. <laughs> your uh. hero? I can <laughs> yeah. be your hero, baby. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's it for us today. Um, a weird show, but we thank you guys for joining us <laughs> and sticking around. Uh, and always being involved in the chat. Uh, Big Country, are li- we're live every weekday starting at 10 a.m. Central Time in the call-in app. I know we've been mentioning it a lot, but we do have a live chat feature now that allows our listeners to interact with us live. So if we mm-hmm. talk about, oh, Jake said this in the chat, that's super <laughs> funny. Uh, it's a way to live interact. Or, oh, Brooks sent us this. He roasted you for that. It's a really cool feature that our listeners are definitely taking advantage of, and I enjoy a lot. You know, even somebody saying in the chat, my coworkers are looking at me funny like I'm nuts because I can't quit laughing. Appreciate that. Love to hear that <laughs> one. So uh, keep being involved in the chat. Uh, keep up with the show. And again, join us weekday, every day uh, at 10 a.m. Central Time in the call app. We appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you on Monday.